0: All right, everybody, welcome back to Finance in the Flash this week. On this episode, we are going to be talking about one of the most used phrases in all of finance, the market. What is the market? What do people mean when they refer to the market? You see all the times on news channels, on websites, on newspapers. What does that mean? On this episode, Chip and I are going to unpack what that means and the impact that that could potentially have or not have on the performance of your portfolio as a whole. Again, thanks for listening to Finance in a Flash. It would really help us out if you gave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, if you like this podcast, and if not, just act like you never heard it. Anyways, thanks again for listening. If you want to learn more about us, our company, or the podcast, go to beaconfinancialstrategies.com. Let's go. All right, everybody, welcome into Finance in a Flash. As I mentioned in the intro, we are going to be talking about one of the most used phrases in finance and in the investing world, the market. You hear this world tossed around consistently. The market is tanking. The market is up a 1,000 points. The market is down 800 points. The market is soaring. The market tanks again. If you've ever tuned to CNBC or watched Mad Money or even gone to Yahoo Finance or other Wall Street Journal, you've seen headlines like this consistently. But what does it actually mean when people refer to the market? And why is it important to tune that noise out when looking at the performance of your overall portfolio if it is a well diversified portfolio? And on this episode, Chip and I are going to discuss what that means. And Chip, as your or as our investment expert, I would say, maybe even in the office and then in your own life. What does this mean? And I think it's really important to go over to the two of the main indexes that people refer to, which is the Dow Jones Industrial Average and S&P 500.
1: Yeah, you guys, you sure use the term expert loosely. I'll say that, Nick. I've been doing it a long time, and so I I don't consider myself necessarily an expert as much as I consider myself a student. But, uh, you know, I guess... Uh, When you're looking at and you're hearing people use the term market, normally they're referring to, like you said, either the Dow Jones Industrial Average or the S&P 500 market, uh, S&P 500 index. And so that that, those are two, you know, and the purpose of those indexes is just a general gauge of stock performance. And I think they do an okay task at that, um, by and large. Uh, It's definitely not perfect, though
0: yeah so and that's a good point it's definitely not perfect but i think it can sometimes provide a general direction of possibly the way your portfolio is going but we will get to that later so i guess just real quick if you could kind of outline what the dow jones means or what the index is comprised of and then the s&p sure
1: so the dow jones industrial average um consists really of only 30 u.s domiciled stocks and uh it's a it's in general sense, it's a really narrow measure of market performance. Um, you know, uh, the the people who organize the Dow and who kind of um, uh, add the different stocks into that particular index are very careful at um, making sure that it does, it is fairly representative of the overall market. In other words, there's a multiple multitude of sectors and um, uh, companies that operate in different segments of the market. And so, you know, but generally, if you think of a blue chip index, then that is kind of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. I think, you know, most of the companies in the index... Uh, pay a dividend. Uh, And so, you know, that's kind of the way that the Dow is structured. The S&P 500 is a little bit more broadly diversified from a standpoint of you have companies that are, you know, the largest companies in the U.S. and also some of the smaller um, and mid-sized companies. So it's, um, although by the way that it's constituted, it is mostly large companies in nature, uh, but there are some smaller uh, size companies as well.
0: Yeah, and it's truly, um, it's kind of crazy. I, I remember when I was, you know, kind of back in school because they don't really teach this stuff in high school, you know, back in college. And I when I first found out that the Dow was only 30 stocks, I just, I thought it was a typo. I just, you know, I was like, you mean 3,000 or 300? It's pretty insane that, you know, a lot of headlines that drive, I wouldn't say fear, but potentially sometimes so, are really just 30 U.S. stocks, which is or 30 U.S. companies, which is, which is kind of you know crazy if you think about it. Um, and really, the emergence of the Fang stocks plus Microsoft has been a, a driving factor in, in a lot of these indexes as well. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, you know, again, uh,
1: the other point I'd like to make with the Dow is that it's weighted based on the price of a company, the company's actual stock price, which I think is a kind of a bizarre way. Uh, to reflect a measure of you know uh, uh, market performance in you know a stock that has a higher price. I mean, in other words, if a if there were a stock split, then that company's representative weighting in the Dow would decline. And so uh, I don't understand why um, and who really came up with the idea of of weighting each stock based on their stock price there, but that's the way it is, and, and it always has been that way.
0: Yeah, and that and that's interesting, especially you know with Apple and Tesla just having stock splits, which are you know it happens a lot actually, but that's you know two of the newest companies to do so. And it's interesting, you know, Will, and the reason that I really wanted to go over this topic. Right now and really I think it's important All the time is that the media Especially now with everyone being at home And just like not really a lot going on Still as you know kind of quarantine Is continuing that these headlines are pushed consistently, we've we've talked about it before on the podcast. Where we'll have clients who will be in a sixty percent stock portfolio, forty percent bond, and you know the market, aka the S and P five hundred, could be down you know five percent during the week, and then they're freaking out, and their portfolio might be down a half a percent. So I think it's super important to really understand how these indexes correlate with your portfolio as a whole.
1: No doubt, no doubt, and uh, the S and P 500 is is a little bit different than from the Dow in that the stock weighting in that index is market capitalization based, which means that the um, companies that are the absolute largest represent the highest weighting, and you know, and now is a, a kind of a strange time. And I remember this happening back in the late 90s when just a few companies are really um, represent the vast majority of market performance for the S&P 500. And so, you know, right now, I think, you know, the top, what is it? The top 10 stocks represent like 29%. Of the yep. index itself, so I mean that's a, a you know in only ten stocks, and then if you look inside that and see which stocks they are, you know that can be kind of an eye-opening experience. I think, especially when you um, consider that as a general gauge of stock market performance.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think it's so you know we were talking about the Dow earlier and how it's really based on a company's price, which to me doesn't really make or a company stock price, which doesn't make much sense. But I think it's also important to talk about, you know, we'll see headlines, for example, and this might be getting into I guess another segment of, of the podcast I want to get into it as far as like regarding uh media headlines. So I mean, you know, you look back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, a thousand point drop in the stock market could be a really huge Deal. I mean, like it would be Mm. astronomical. But now, you know, it's, um, I'm looking at it right now, the Dow Jones is at, you know, right around 27,000, whereas a thousand point drop might be, you know, 3%. Whereas, you know, back only maybe even five years ago, it would have been at least double that. So that's just, it's interesting to see, you know, where a thousand point drop, that sounds like a lot, but we're talking 3% daily swing, which in these times is, I would say, Maybe normal.
1: Yeah, that's uh, an, a reminder of how old I am. You know, I remember when I first started in the industry, and, you know, a hundred point change in the Dow was a, you know, a reasonable decline or, or advance. And so now, a hundred points, that's just, it's nothing. It's just, you know, percentage, uh, the number is just not relevant. Um, and, you know, it's always important, I think, to remind people that, you know, don't get sucked into, The point drops uh, of those indexes, because you should really be looking at the percentage drops. And even then, that's definitely not a reflection of most people's portfolio. I mean, most people are much more diversified than the Dow or the S&P 500.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I guess maybe you can you know, maybe touch on that for a second when we, and sometimes we talk about, you know, if you do listen to this podcast, you might be, I assume you have somewhat of an understanding of financial topics per se, but when we talk about a diversified portfolio, I guess, you know, just standardly speaking of potentially hours or maybe a model that we use or something like that, I'm not talking exact percentages, but when we say diversified portfolio, could you get, I guess, give a little definition of what we mean by that?
1: Yeah, I think it's, you know, for people who have a diversified portfolio, it's, it's being strategic about the types of companies, the types of bonds as well you invest in. So, you know, you want to own and have some exposure in large U.S. domiciled companies, that's for sure. But also you want to consider, I mean, small companies are a huge component of our economy, And when you look at, you know, the companies that have the most promise going forward and the highest potential growth rates, you have to consider smaller companies as well. So you have to be a little bit strategic when you're developing and constructing a portfolio to understand that, you know, we want some of these uh, different types of companies. We want larger companies that are globally diversified. We want smaller companies that are more niche focused, maybe. And you want to have those in your portfolio. Same thing with bonds. You want to have, you know, maybe you want to have shorter term uh, mortgage-backed securities. Maybe you want to have municipal bonds. Maybe you want to have, you know, more mid-term types of uh, maturity bonds. And so you just kind of want to be strategic about how you position those types of investments within a globally diversified portfolio.
0: Yeah, and thanks. And that's that's a good, you know, kind of good reminder. And I guess to step into the last point and something I've been talking about throughout the podcast, what we've talked before, is that you know these headlines and the market, which is why I want to do this episode, really is not indicative of your portfolio if you are you know adequately diversified in the areas that Chip was just talking about. You know, we could be talking about the Dow might have taken you know right now as of 9-21-2020 you know, it's down almost 3% and we're talking about 30, 30 uh, US stock companies that are on a price weighted uh, index so I just think it's uh, it's important to keep those parameters and those thoughts in your head and especially when you're looking at headlines just okay are they referring to the S&P, are they referring to the Dow and like, what exactly does this mean is very important when you're reading or watching uh, the media right now. Yeah, I think it's
1: also important to understand that, especially with the Dow, that, you know, the index is reconstituted. And so I I can uh, tell you that recently um, ExxonMobil and Pfizer were dropped from the Dow. You know, and if you think about that from a timing standpoint, right? I mean, energy companies have just been hammered, right? And uh, Exxon Mobil has has probably taken a little bit of a hit, and so you have to kind of think, well, what was rep- what replaced those companies? And um, I think Honeywell and Salesforce yeah. replaced those, and so there, the index itself is reconstituted, and sometimes it's not may not necessarily be. Um, a great substitution, at least in the shorter term. And so I I think it's interesting to see that and make a note that okay, what happens in the Dow. It's updated periodically. Companies come in and out. Same thing with the S&P 500. I think it gets reconstituted periodically for sure. Uh, and com- and weightings change over time just based on what a stock, a company's stock price does. And so um, I think it's just a fascinating thing to be aware of. It's not, you know, by and large, it's, it doesn't affect your day-to-day life. Uh, but it is interesting that when a media uh, personality or a pundit kind of refers to the market, just keep in mind that it, it's number one, not representative of your portfolio. If you have a diversified portfolio, and number two, it may not be exactly
0: representative of the stock market at large. Yeah. And, and that's a great, that's a great point there. Um, you know, as we close and it's, it's also, you know, if you want to know more about it, I mean, you can just Google the Dow Jones industrial average or D I J A, uh, Components or the SP 500 stocks or components, and just I don't know. I urge you, anyone listening, to kind of take a glance and really understand like what actually is in there. And you can look at the sector breakdowns on different websites potentially as well. Um, I don't know. I just think yeah. it's good to have a baseline when, especially now uh, at this time in the world, to um, kind of combat and kind of keep your cool when reading articles and headlines like that. It absolutely is. That's a great point. And, you know, it's
1: also important to understand that, like with the S&P 500, Apple represents a 6% stake. That's the number one uh, position. And so whenever you see a big movement in Apple, for good or, or bad, at least for now, that, you know, tends to drive that index up or down. And so it's just an interesting thing to be aware of. And that's that's kind of the point of what uh, this the idea of this podcast for sure
0: exactly well that's uh kind of brings my into a close Chip. i don't know if you had any parting thoughts other than the ones you just gave
1: no i think that's good and um i think it's uh, a fun topic that we'll we'll hit on again in a in a future podcast as as the markets change yeah
0: yeah, exactly and we will have a an article on our website beaconfinancialstrategies.com that kind of outlines what we talked about in this podcast and gives it more of a you can actually read uh, what the indexes are. I know it might be a little hard to follow sometimes just hearing it um, in your headphones, but if you actually, we're going to upload an article that really coincides with this podcast that will maybe help you uh, follow along if you get tired of our voices. So just think that's important to highlight. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, uh, thanks for listening and uh, this is Finance in a Flash.